0: I'm Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. How are you, my friend? I hope you are safe and healthy. I realize most of us never want to contemplate our own death and the steps leading up to it. But this seems like as good a time as any to start to address this issue, even if we don't want to. Only adults, not immature individuals, deal with uncomfortable issues. Others try to sneak past it, trying to believe it will all be worked out by itself. But it never does, and usually those surviving you will be left to clean up the mess you left behind. Don't do that to those in your family. They don't deserve the confusion, grief, and all the details you didn't handle. Think how you would feel if that were you. This week, I want to talk to you about how to open the conversation about death with those you love. Now that you've considered your own death and mustered up the courage to think about such a difficult subject, it's time to consider how you will bring about that courage all over again to sit everyone down and start to talk about death so over time it will not be as uncommon an issue when it does happen in your family. So let's look at some of the situations where conversations around death are needed. If you have a relative that is quite ill, there may be several things that need to be discussed with them, and everyone is walking on eggshells because no one has the courage to bring up the difficult topics and issues. If they are in the hospital, or perhaps in the care of hospice, nurses are skilled at end-of-life care. They may ask the patient if they would like to see a chaplain, and after that person arrives, the person who is ill might not be ready to talk about their impending death. They may have thought so, but then once the chaplain's in their room, they can't do it. It might be a question of just not feeling comfortable doing so, or the possibility that if they spoke about it with someone, they would hasten their death, and that is not something they wish to do. Another issue with those who are ill is what happens if they do recover or go into remission. They wouldn't want last rites from the chaplain before it was their time. In their minds and in the minds of their family, they just might recover. You never know. So, exactly why should we be having a conversation about their death this soon? Whether someone is ill, and perhaps has been ill for some time, or went in and out of remission over many years. You just don't know when they might succumb to the disease. During this crisis, the virus might come on quickly, and while most of us recover, there definitely is a group of individuals who will not. And don't you think it would be wise to have had these conversations of possible death way before anything like this happened? We need to know their wishes. Even if you never had a frank conversation about death in all the years you two knew each other, now would be the time. If they should get violently ill and need to be hospitalized now, There is a chance they will have pneumonia and they would need oxygen to breathe. There are so many words that are left unsaid, decisions that were never discussed. And if they were to die, how would you feel then? Death and its ramifications can leave a family shattered for what was not done and for what was not planned. Did they want a funeral, or was a memorial service better? Did they already have this planned? Where would they like to be buried? Did they already have a plot, or would they want to be cremated? And if so, would they like their ashes scattered somewhere? Did they have life insurance or funds to cover funeral and burial expenses? And again, if so, Who was the executor of their will or in charge of handling that for them? Did they have young children who would be orphaned? Who will care for them? What was the plan and did everyone understand beforehand what that plan was? Maybe the parents made up a will a long, long time ago, which is now completely outdated. They had children since then. And were the original caretakers who agreed to raise two children now interested and capable of handling four? Has enough life insurance been purchased to care for their spouse so she or he have the resources to pay all the expenses plus child care should they need to return to work? Will the spouse have enough to remain in the house or will she or he have to downsize, move houses, move towns, move states, even countries so the grandparents can become caregivers for the children now? There is no doubt that speaking about death openly at the end of someone's life can be very hard and also awkward for both the person who is dying but also the family members. Many people know that they need to engage in this conversation, but are afraid that if they do, they might say something wrong or regret it later. Also, too, a person may want to suppress their grief and act like all is fine, but inside they're falling apart. This is not something that can be done long-term. You may put on your mask and act like all is well, but I'm telling you that you can only do that for so long. Showing them your pain will not harm them. If you don't show any emotion, they might be asking themselves, does she really even care about me? Does my death even mean anything to her? It is perfectly fine to show your real emotions. If you become overwhelmed, that is just part of being human. So please don't feel badly. It's because you feel so sad thinking that you will miss them so much and you just can't imagine life without them. And it's okay to tell them that. Be real. Be authentic. Be compassionate. Say what needs to be said. Tell them you love them. Tell them all sorts of things that need to be said so you will feel it's all out in the open and then it will give them permission to talk about how difficult the process of dying has been on them. It's okay to say your goodbyes sooner than later because the last thing I want for you is to carry any regret after they die. So sit with them and share with them. If you can't say it, then write it out and deliver it to them. Just say, you know, Grandma, I just want to talk a little bit about the possibility of your dying. And while we never know when the day will be or the time, I want you to know that I love you. And when you die, I am going to miss you terribly. Then you might say, is there anything you might want to say to me or talk about? Then just let them speak. Chances are no one gave them an opportunity to speak about their pain, their fear, their sense of overwhelm as to what is happening to them. Everyone around them was walking on eggshells so no other person was courageous enough to utter the words that would open a conversation for them. And you did. You did. You gave them the opening, and how wonderful for you. If you're not that close to them, you might be truthful and simply say, you know, I feel like maybe it's not my place to talk about this with you. But if you want to speak about dying, I'm listening. Maybe you're a family friend, a business colleague, even a neighbor, but you really love that person and you want to help them because you know their closest family members just aren't capable of this conversation and it needs to be had. If by chance this is the beginning of a serious diagnosis, You might want to find out what type of treatment they prefer. Maybe it's alternative care, rather than the traditional chemo, surgery, and radiation, which sometimes just doesn't work. It only does more harm. You can't know what will be best for them until you ask. They may want to travel before they become very ill. They may want to visit family and friends far away before they can't and you might be able to help organize those trips for them. Take the time now to make sure that the plans you need are intact. Get the will updated if it's been years, and especially if children are involved. Have the serious conversations about regret, unforgiveness, blame. Get that all aired out and over with. I'm sorry are the loveliest words. Hugs create miracles. Tears may be shed, but get it all out. And as the saying goes, you can't take it with you. And you really don't consider the gravity of that statement until you find yourself contemplating that you might die or someone you love might die. Before there are fights about the China and money, take the time now, when you're well, to get that straightened out. Things are just things. You can always get others. Money is money. Whatever they decide to do with their money, you can either respect their right to handle it as they see fit, or you can hold grudges because you didn't get what you thought you were due. If you decide to hold grudges, just know that when our immune system is continually toxic and we hold bitterness and resentment and anger, those feelings have consequences, and it's usually in the form of some disease. Our bodies are not at ease, which harms us internally, causing all sorts of unrest and illness. Just remember, it's people who are rare, not things. There will only be one of you. And spending the time we need with those we love, leading up to their death, is the greatest gift we can give them and ourselves. As death approaches, and I certainly hope you are able to be with your loved one when that time nears, They may not be able to speak with you any longer. It is then you hold their hand, kiss them, hug them lightly, and whisper into their ear. They can hear your words. They can hear everything around them. That is why it's so important that you keep their room quiet, perhaps with soft music, low lighting. Make it a refuge for them, a place of peace. No television, no cell phones, no radio. This is not a place to entertain those who come to visit. It's a place for the dying to transition to the light, to move from this life toward God. So create a restful place for their death. Dying takes time, so please be patient. If they cannot drink, take the swabs with water and lightly glaze them around the inside and roof of their mouth so their mouth isn't so dry. Reassure them that you are there. Sometimes their eyes will be opened. Sometimes their eyes will be closed. It might be just too much work for them to keep their eyes open and speak with you. Ask the nurse which monitor is showing their oxygen levels. As these levels go down, you will be able to see that they are slowly leaving you. That helps you know how close to death they will be, and you can prepare others to get there in time if possible. I know this may sound scary, but it doesn't have to be. It's all in the way you look at it. I have been with both my grandmothers when they died. My nana sat up the morning of her death, ate breakfast, and about an hour later she declined. I saw her lift her head from the pillow with eyes wide open and said, Oh, it's more beautiful than I ever thought. And shortly thereafter, she died. When my grandmother died, I held her hand, and since she couldn't talk any longer, I whispered in her ear everything I thought she would have said to me if she could. I told her how much I loved her and that I knew she loved me. I was so grateful for all she ever did for me and taught me and especially how much I would miss her. And then she slightly squeezed my hand. What a gift that was. I was so thankful that I was there for that. I felt so honored that I could witness their passings. You know, in our everyday world, we can be so far removed from the talk of death. We think we won't have to deal with any of this for a long time. Take the time now to speak with your relatives, friends, and those you love. Have those hard conversations now, today, immediately. Do not wait. Give it the priority it needs, given the time we are living in. So now, let's get up, enjoy the music, and dance, dance, dance. Move your body, feel it, sway with it. And I know you're still thinking I'm wacky, but just do it anyway, okay? Thank you for joining me today. Remember to write five things you're grateful for each evening in your gratitude journal. Think about what I've said about connecting with those you love. Have this sensitive conversation about what might happen if either of you were to die now. Set some plans. Get it done. We never know when will be our last day. And even with such a rough topic, I still want you to be happy because you deserve to. I'll talk to you again soon.